Panther family, what is up? Hope everyone's been staying happy and healthy out there. Just want to quickly say thank you all again for the support that you've shown the show so far. You guys seriously have no idea how much it means. The Panther family is why I started to do this and why I will continue to do it. I'm extremely proud to announce as well that you can now listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. With this too, it allows me to look at some decently in-depth analytics of the show. And let's just say the the data definitely brought a smile to my face. So thank you all again for the support. It seriously means the world. The guest I have this week is someone that a lot of you have probably seen at a Georgia State sporting event, as he plays a pretty big role in the Panther Athletic Club. My guest this week is Mr. Chris Sobilia. Chris is a former football player and now works on the development end of the Panther Athletic Club, so he definitely knows the ins and outs of the football program at this point. Chris was more than a joy to interview. Uh, You know, I found myself basically laughing the entire time. He's got great stories about the Tennessee game, uh, great stories about Coach Elliott as well. So I'm, I'm sure you guys will enjoy this one just as much as I did. So now is the time to sit back, relax, and listen to this episode of I Will State. What is up, Panther family? I could not be more excited to have my guest on tonight. He is a former football player for the Georgia State football team and is now a graduate assistant and does a lot of things for the Alumni Association and things like that. My guest tonight is Mr. Chris Sylvia. Sylvia. Um, he, like I just mentioned, he played on the football team. Uh, Chris was just telling me off air that he started in 2016, uh, graduated from Georgia State, and now is uh, – a huge part of the Georgia State sports family. Um, again, I was mentioning off air to Chris that I've been to probably 20 plus Georgia State sporting events over the last calendar year, and I've seen Chris at every single one. So he is a big part of the family, big, big role in the community, and um, really excited to have him on. So, Chris, if you want to go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself to my listeners and kind of give them a little spill on who you are, uh, I'm, I think now would be a perfect time. So, hey, everyone. My name is Chris Sibilia. Um, I was under the 2016 recruiting class uh, by Trent Miles before he was fired, and then Coach Elliott brought me on with his team. So I started with the Georgia State football team in the spring of 2017, graduated high school early, uh, played under Coach Elliott from 2017 to 2019 when after I, gradu- I, I graduated my undergrad, I decided to call it quits after numerous injuries. Um, but I was blessed to still be involved with the program as I was offered a graduate assistantship in our development office with the Panther Athletic Club. And I began that in the spring of 2020, right before COVID hit. <laughs> and then I've been dealing with the aftermath of COVID all the way up until now. Um, so I will graduate here with my graduate degree in MBA here in the summer. And I've um, oh, nice. congratulations. Thank you. So I'm going to be blessed. To, um, they seem to be wanting to keep me on a little longer. So I plan to be around for, for, for a couple of years. <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I was, I was mentioned before, you know, you, uh, any of my alumni, fellow alumni listening to this, that maybe have gotten an email before about a, a tailgate meet and greet or, you know, uh, uh, a bus ride to an opposing team or something like that. Mm-hmm. Probably notice that Chris may be one of the people that you have received that email from. So could you kind of explain a little bit like what that uh, role really means at Georgia state and, you know, kind of what it, what it looks like and everything. 
Yeah, so the Panther Athletic Club, obviously, we're the development head of the athletic department. We are the ones who fundraise for our programs, for our student athletes. We raise all the we raise a bunch of money for our scholarships, the facility upgrades. That all comes through us. We're just the primary fundraising arm of the athletic department. Uh, we also, being the d- uh, development team, we also plan events for our fans to get together. Um, we typically is with our donors and alumni. We invite back for like homecoming and stuff like that. We plan different events at every single one of our home games and some of our more popular away games, such as this last year. It was obviously Auburn, UNC, and then the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um, those are ones where we had a lot of alumni coming out to. Um, it's just kind of a place for everyone to get together, kind of network, and just have a, a good time supporting the Panthers, honestly. we Our goal is to... Just have everyone cheering as loud as they can, but bleeding that blue and white. Um, that's what we're just encouraging. We're building our fan base, and we're we're ho- we're hoping one day we can really be one of the biggest programs here in the state of Georgia. Oh yeah, no, I I think man, if you think about it, you know, uh, last week uh, on my episode with Ben, I was saying how we've been around for you know a little over ten years as a program. So mm-hmm. you know the trajectory we're on. Uh, I think if we keep that up here, and you know. 15, maybe 20 years, which sure oh, yeah. is a long time, but you know, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, man, that's, that's right around the corner. So, um, I'm, and, and, and I, I will applaud you guys. I I've been to a few of the tailgating events and things like that. Like I was at the one for the bowl game and the, you guys do an incredible job putting them on um, the, the little blue Panther Santa hats that we all had at the tailgate <laughs> for the, the Camellia ball on Christmas. That was just a perfect look. So um, yeah, you got, you guys have been killing it. So I'm definitely looking forward to some of uh, some of the things you guys got planned going forward. So mm-hmm. um, keep, keep up the good work for sure. Oh, definitely. We will. Oh yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So we will go ahead and jump into some of the questions here. Um, so this first question, it's the one that I start with every single one of my guests, because most of my guests are student athletes and you were a former student athlete. Um, so in your best memory, what was your favorite part about being a Georgia State student athlete and, and specifically a Georgia State student athlete? Ooh, um, I, th- I think it's definitely the camaraderie between the, t- between the teammates. I think we were all extremely close. We're going, we're, we're practicing year round together. I think there's only a total of, you could maybe say a month and a half throughout the year in which we're not together. Um, mm-hmm. the rest of the time we're with each other every single day of the week, practicing, right. grinding, we all become close. We become family. I think, um, that's important to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. That was the biggest, my biggest part, just seeing everyone around campus. You always say hi, you always know each other. Like you're always going to have someone to have your back around anywhere you go. Um, right, still, right. I still obviously keep up with a bunch of my teammates still to this day, work with a few as well. Um, so it's, it's just the family continuing on. But side note, I will say beating Tennessee was probably just my favorite <laughs> overall. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't even imagine, man. Like, I, I wish I would have been in Knoxville that day. I, I still just get so mad at myself that I didn't make the trip up there. I just uh, – I can't even imagine, though, man. I, I, I My eyes were glued to the screen that day. And I – like most, like most Panthers, you know, I think that was definitely one of my proudest moments. So, well, um, I think I think one thing a lot of people don't realize is, uh, as an offensive line unit, of course, we're watching. You watch film every day before right, and right. after practice. Um, that was our opening game of the season. So, mm-hmm. right before the opening game, obviously, we have a month of preseason football camp, which is mm-hmm. practice all day, every day, because there's no school, it's nothing. It's football all day from six a.m to 10 o'clock at night 
for a whole month straight. Yeah. Day one, we sit down in that film room. We pull up Tennessee film. Our coach just pauses it. We all look at each other and we go, oh, we're going to beat these guys. Like, it was <laughs> without a doubt, the first thing. Uh, we even made a bet among us, O-linemen that if when we beat them, we were going to shave our heads bald. Uh, clearly, that did not do me any favors as I'm struggling. <laughs> but, um, but then every day at practice, Coach Elliott, he only played two songs on repeat. Rocky oh. Top by Dolly Barton and Rocky Top by the Tennessee Marching Band. Um, nice. only songs we played at practice for a month straight it's all we heard so of course okay. we all memorize as players we all memorize the lyrics right right um just just happens to become hysterical with it so fourth quarter <laughs> we we at that point we knew we were definitely winning like we knew we had oh yeah we yeah no it was it was evident from the get-go yeah uh-huh. we some of us started turning around and started singing it back to the fans of tennessee <laughs> nice, <laughs> See, nice. seeing their faces light up with that uh brought so much joy so much joy. right and i bet at that point they were like oh we'll still beat these guys we'll sing along with them it's like no nah, man we're, we're taking home the dub today oh yeah they were, they were just awesome. angry uh, they were angry and i loved it <laughs> right and hey man they love the rocky top like i i was a bartender in athens for a few years and um Obviously, oh, Georgia, Georgia, and Tennessee are big <laughs> rivalry. And um, one of the years that Tennessee was there, I I made an extra six, seven hundred dollars off people paying me to play Rocky Top. So you know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I, I wasn't a Georgia fan myself, so I didn't, I didn't have any any shame in playing it for them. So, but yeah, man, they paid top dollar to hear that Rocky Top. Oh yeah, they do. Oh yeah, they do. Um, that's funny though, man. Uh, you know this. Tennessee game this last year against Ole Miss, they threw like what was it mustard on the field? Were they throwing anything at you guys when you when you won at the, no, at the, the, the game? fans were actually for the most part really nice to us. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, cool. I know a lot of the cool. fans after it came up to some of our players, like on the obviously off the side of the um the stadium and just like, Hey, can can I get your gloves and stuff like that? I know I think mm-hmm. it might have been Devin Gentry, I believe. Might have given it I think he gave his gloves away to a couple young um Tennessee kids. Okay. And cool. uh, they uh, that like blew up on social media because the mom posted about it. And it's like, you got Georgia State Panthers for life now. And right, right. It, I was literally about to like, say that, man. Yeah. The, the fans, their fans were honestly overall like fantastic. I know my parents went to the game and they said all the fans were just so nice to them. So it's like really? overall, the, their fans are good people from what I've from what I've experienced. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. That's uh that's always good to hear, man. I, I know like you know, obviously besides like Southern and maybe tech at times, like, you know, we don't really have any like major or especially heated rivalry. So, you know, um, when we play these bigger schools, like I didn't go to the Auburn game either. I couldn't make it. I was actually at a wedding that weekend. Um, but I heard the same thing that from the people that I did know that when they're like, you know, these Auburn fans were so nice. Like, you know, I mean, people were very welcoming and things like that. So um, it's at least, that's at least, you know, nice to hear that, when we go to these bigger yeah. stadiums where we are vastly outnumbered as a fan base that, uh, you know, um, we're not going to have mustard bottles thrown at us or anything. No, we, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's been generally nice. Auburn fans, they were great as well. I mean, yeah. a bunch of their fans were coming up and apologizing to us after the game saying, y'all got screwed by the refs. That was not a catch. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I know. But it's like, even, hey, they're it. even <laughs> saying it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, everyone's been so nice I, outside of conference wise. Obviously, Georgia Southern different deal <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we're nasty breed. to each other though so i guess that bounces out <laughs> right right oh yeah oh yeah cool cool well yeah man that was awesome thank you for sharing that that's uh i think as um i i you know i'll say until we probably either 
pull off another upset against an SEC team or maybe win our conference championship, that, that, that may still be like the biggest win in program history. So that Tennessee win is, is huge. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this next question, and, and, you know, I think you may have just answered this. So if you did, we'll definitely move on. But what was your favorite memory of being a Georgia student athlete, Georgia state student athlete? Oh yeah, definitely different. Definitely answer that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know which one could top that. You know, I, I don't know which one I mean, could top that. The first, the first bowl one was pretty close. I was pretty close. Yeah, uh, yeah, because just the significance of it. You know, uh, Western Kentucky it was. I mean, um, I think it was be- before the game ended at halftime. Um, we were blaring music in the locker room in the stadium. Coach Elliott was like, "I don't even have a pregame speech," and just let us <laughs> dance. We were just dancing and partying. We're like, "Yeah, we knew we were going to win this." We were just so confident, and of course, we killed Western nice. Kentucky that game. So. Cool. Cool. Um, well, actually, you, you know, kind of have said it a couple of times. So, you know, if you don't mind speaking on it, uh, Coach Elliott, it seems like, man, he just has a, a very unique and I and I mean that in a very positive way, a very unique way of getting you guys like pumped up for games. And, you know, like you said, he played the, the two versions of Rocky mm-hmm. Top and then a, the first bowl game. He doesn't even have a pregame speech ready. And, well, you know, he had one ready. And, and he it just, seems like he just threw it out the work, window, you know, so. <laughs> So like, you know, can you, is he, does he, uh, does he kind of free ball things? Like does, or no, is he just, he, I mean, he, you know, is, is he more, is it very calculated? You know, like, it's like, it's, no man, he knows what he's doing when he, when he says, I don't have oh, a pregame speech oh, ready and all he, that. He knows what he's doing. He had a pregame yeah. speech, I guarantee ready for the, for the bowl game. But when he saw just how pumped up we were with, without it, right, he's like, right. we don't even need it at this point. He's like, yeah. just go have fun. That's all. I just go have fun. And, and then we played our house. I mean, he is a very calculated person. Like he obviously makes such detailed plans right, um, right. for the teams to get, get us prepared for games, gets ready for atmospheres. He always wants to make sure um, even when we're playing in loud venues like Penn state, he was blaring mm-hmm. fan noise inside our, at, at the practice facility. That's when we were back at one eight eight and he was just blaring fan noise to get us, uncomfortable um, right. he knows how to prepare us to games and he's a player's coach though he he loves to mess with us and loves to um just work us <laughs> um, yeah. that's what I, say. I mean you see him on the during warm-ups he's running around slapping the shit out of all of us right uh, right now he's warm-ups. gone viral a couple times for that um, yeah that's that's yeah. him that's we all love that about him we all love how right. he it's just how he gets us pumped up it's just how he is and something we all enjoy yeah no i can definitely tell he's a player's coach i uh I actually, my first interview was with Darren Granger and um, he just couldn't, couldn't stop talking about how much coach Elliott's energy was just infectious. And uh, you know, the, you could tell the guy had your back and he supported you oh, yeah. and as a, and as a coach that, that just matters so much. So I, I, I just, as a fan, you know, obviously you as former as players and former players, you know, you have personal relationships with them, but as a fan, I just so glad that that's the man that's leading our football team. So um, couldn't, couldn't be more proud of coach Elliott and what he's building here for sure. Oh no, we're, we're all proud of him. And yeah. I feel like, even, even though I like, I don't work with the football team directly anymore, mm-hmm. I'll still I'll obviously have stuff. I have to go work with them, like, or get something from them. And anytime I'm down the office, we're always catching up. He's asking how things are going. He's right. just, he's, he's, a, he's a great coach to have. I'm, I was blessed oh, yeah. to be able to play under him. Oh yeah. No, he's good people. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Um, Sweet. So we will uh, move on to a little bit. Uh, you kind of transitioned to us a little bit there for it. Um, 
you now have a role within Georgia State sports. It's not exactly just with the football team, but Georgia State sports in, in kind of a general sense. Um, can you kind of explain how your transition from student athlete to the, the graduate assistant and, you know, the alumni association, like you said, the um, Panther uh, athletic, uh, athletic Club, um, can you kind of explain how that transition looked and how it kind of worked and, you know, really what it felt like, you know, was it something that, you know, you felt like this was your calling and that you felt like Georgia state is your home and that's why you wanted to stay here and things like that. You know, I, I think, I think that would definitely be something great to kind of uh, expand on. Mm -hmm. So after I got my undergrad, obviously um, I wanted to go get my master's degree. I wanted to get an MBA and one great thing that Charlie Cobb does is he makes sure to take care of the athletes first. Mm -hmm. um, so if when an athlete is looking for a graduate assistantship, he will immediately put you in somewhere in the athletic department. If that's where you want to be. He will find a place for you so you can continue to get it paid for and whatever. Um, that's and awesome. So I, I was looking and I've always been told by friends and family that I'm pretty good at sales. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a great people person. I'm easy to talk to. I can talk to a damn brick wall. Right. Um, right. So I was like, I was leaning towards, uh, either the ticket office or the development team, because both of them interact sales and you plan events and interact with people face to face, which I like. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time, ticket uh, the ticket office was completely full, um, so I uh, there was an opening though opening up in the development office of Panther Athletic Club. So I went for that, and uh, they obviously offered me the position to be there. And I end up working with the ticket to office every day, hands in hand, we work together. Um, but it just kind of felt natural to me. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to stay at Georgia state. I didn't want to leave like a bunch of my friends and family. Uh, my family's obviously from uh, lives here in Georgia. So I'm close to them, but a bunch mm -hmm. of my friends go to Georgia state. I didn't want to necessarily leave them and go all the way across the country. Um, as right, I'm still right. extremely, I'm extremely close to them. Um, so I was, I was like, I want to stay at Georgia state. This is my home. I've been, I don't want to leave anywhere else. They have a great MBA program. I get a chance to get the experience and where I want to work in sales and specifically athletics as well. I want, I really want to work in athletics um, after I graduate. Um, so just get all opportunities lined up for me perfectly. And it made just, there's no sense in turning it down. I, I had to, I had to be here. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, man. No, I, uh, I, you know, mentioned earlier, I, I think you guys are doing an incredible job, you especially. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just glad you, you felt like Georgia state was your home. Cause I, I feel the same, like I don't work for the school, but, uh, obviously graduated from there and now, you know, have decided to take, uh, quite, you know, this, running this account is fun and doing this podcast is fun guys, but it, it does take a lot of your time sometimes. So, um, <laughs> You know, and I, and I, I have a full-time job, like a full-time career outside of this. So, you know, um, I, I, I just love being a part of the Panther family and, you know, I talking to people like you, it, everybody essentially feels the same way. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a great feeling all around. So, oh yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, now we will kind of go into a little bit about, um, your job and the aspects behind it. Um, so, you know, we were talking about, you know, the alumni and the Panther Athletic Club, which is essentially the, you know, alumni association um, for Georgia State. So Georgia State, uh, you know, pretty popularly as known as having a large alumni base because, you know, we have, 
I think it's even all over the football, well, not all over, but a couple of places in the football stadium that, you know, we have the largest student body in the entire state. So with that, we have a large alumni base. It, maybe the alumni base, you know, has grown over the last 10 years. It's not an alumni base. It has always been very large. Um, but, you know, I know you run like maybe not run, but at least, you know, behind the scenes on some of these alumni events, like the tailgates and things like that. Um, have you guys seen a recent increase in people that are attending these types of events? Like, is it, you know, we just won our uh, second straight bowl game three out of the last four years. You know, have you seen from maybe the first bowl game or, you know, a bowl game a couple years ago that there has been an increase of people because, um, you know, it wasn't a sellout crowd for the Camellia Bowl, but I'll be honest, that was way more people than I was expecting on Christmas Day. So, um, I would think that there has been an increase. So if you want to kind of, you know, shed a little light on, on that. No, I mean, there definitely has been an increase. Obviously it's still building. Um, mm-hmm. COVID did a number to all fan bases across the U S not just Georgia state, but mm-hmm. everyone from Georgia tech to, um, Georgia Southern, Detroit, to Nebraska, to just everywhere. COVID right. just did a number because people are still, hesitant to come back out of it right Uh, but we've really seen that our fans are passionate about our team and how well coach Elliott's doing and where our team is going I mean back-to-back bull wins um and we've we've changed up some of our event space as well so I know for the Panther Athletic Club standpoint when I was still playing they used to host a giant tailgate outside on the plaza in the big white tent Mm -hmm. um and they 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 had a good crowd there from my heard. They had a couple uh, hundred hundred or so people show up each each home game for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lee, who is my boss and head of the Panther Athletic Club, me and her discussed, and we wanted to move it somewhere where it could be feel more like a little a home, more like a bar. And so right, we right. moved it to State House Grill, which is inside the stadium. Um, it is behind the scoreboards. It's like the left hand side, but it's the old uh, grill restaurant that the Braves used so mm-hmm. downstairs is a complete bar um, we, we hung up some new TVs in there and we provide alcohol and food all free of charge of course for our donors who donate a certain level and above um, but that has become so popular I think the first home game this year was our first time ever using the space mm-hmm. I think we had 240 people showed up and by the nice. last home game we were up to 350 Nice. Like people have just loved it. I've been, we've been doing renewals for the past uh, two weeks since uh, we've really been back at work. And one thing I've noticed on the calls is talking to our donors is everyone loved that experience. They got to uh, found a, they finally had a place where they could call home where they could all rally together before the game, get some cheers in and go out to the, to go to their seats. Um, and so the yeah. attendance in terms of those events has just gotten better. Um, I feel like since actually COVID has passed, right, right, <laughs> so we're right. able to have somewhat normal events. <laughs> right, right. Our attendance has gotten better than the past. People have realized just what this program can bring and what our future is like, and they're wanting to come out and support now. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I actually was one of the 300, 450 people that you said uh, at the last one, and um. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with everybody else. I thought it was very cool. The food was great. Um, free alcohol. Who, who, who can complain about that? You know, <laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, obviously the white tent tailgate is not getting to walk very far, but with the state house grill, like you're already in the stadium. So you walk out of the little like 
sectioned off area mm-hmm. and you're, you're basically at your seats. So, um, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, we'll definitely be attending every single one that I can going forward. Those, <laughs> those, those were a lot of fun. Definitely. We, we definitely hope you can attend and more, bring, bring more fans there. We love it. And we're obviously going to, this was kind of our trial year fair to make sure it was right, something right. that mm-hmm. people liked and obviously people loved it. So we're hoping to expand it a little more, uh, okay. hopefully this cool. upcoming year and see what we can do. Obviously it's a long ways out to the start of the season, but right. Right. Um, right. But we're, we, we really enjoyed it. <laughs> cool. Um, sweet. So my next question, you again, have kind of segued into it for me. So, uh, thank you for that. Um, and, you know, I'll give a little context before I ask this question. This is something that I brought up to Darren Granger when I interviewed him. Right. And he loved the idea of it. Like absolutely loved the idea of it. It's something that I thought, you know, uh, Georgia state should maybe look into because our students, um, you know, don't show up to football games as much as we would maybe like, but I think this could kind of help. Um, have you guys ever considered doing anything like a post-game concert where like uh, admission to the concert would be your football tickets, uh, like, to, I mean, your, your game ticket, and then, you know, afterwards uh, have a concert, you know, like midfield or, you know, in one end zone or something like that to kind of increase interest amongst the students because Georgia State has, you know, such a such a large student body and a very diverse student body. And that's something I love about Georgia State. And I think if these uh, a lot of these students could get out to the games and, you know, experience a winning football team, which is what we have now on the field and all of that, you know, they'll, they'll stay and be lifelong fans, but they kind of need something to draw them in. So um, is that something you guys have ever really considered? Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. So in terms of planning those events, that doesn't really follow under my department. That's more the marketing. We don't deal gotcha, with students because gotcha. um, we're we're going after alumni donor donors. That's who I work with. I don't. Okay. Work, okay. You know, our department okay. doesn't work with students. That'd be more of a marketing question. But okay. I will say I, I do like the idea. The one concern is setup because right, right. We, we don't want um the field to be torn up in ruin from a concert we want to place stuff down to protect the field right right the field is obviously a large event spends a lot of money and we don't want to be torn up um (laughs) from a concert yeah um so that's the one issue that i could possibly see come with that like i know like typically with concerts you want fans on the field to come on the field as well and like surround Uh the surround the band or whatever whoever's playing Mm -hmm. um now if we can say scrap that and maybe just have someone playing just everyone stays in their seats it could be a viable option to bring them out like on a, on, on a movable stage. Okay. Um, but it's definitely something like maybe marketing can work on in the future. I know typically we've done in the past, we've done uh, co- not concerts, movie nights and stuff like that after uh-huh. games, but concerts definitely something we'd have to look into in the future. Um, that'd be something for the marketing team though, to see if they, it's, if it's actually feasible or not. Okay, cool. Yeah, if I ever have anybody from the marketing team on, I, I will definitely uh, send that question their way. Because, um, you know, Atlanta, uh, whether it's um, hip hop or some of the uh, rock and roll bands here, like the, the music scene is so vibrant in this city. And I think it's impossible to talk about Atlanta and not mention the music. So, um, you know, I think that there definitely could be something that if it is possible to pull off, you know, I think the marketing team should definitely try and explore that avenue if they can. Uh, but cool, cool. Um, sweet. So, um, 
moving on, um, I will go ahead and uh, wrap it up a little bit here. Got a couple questions for you. Um, this one is, uh, I, again, I'm, I've asked most of the student athletes, you're a former student athlete. So, you know, I'll, I'll ask you as well, just cause I, I, as someone who used to play sports, but uh, was not good enough to play at a D one level, I definitely recognize that if you're playing sports at a D one level, you're just an athlete. So, um, if you could play another D one sport, uh, which would it, which one would it be and why? That's a good question there. I don't never really thought about that, to be honest. I know I did in high school. I did some track and field shot put and discus. Okay. Okay. Um, I I, I bet you'd be damn good at that. I don't know if I'd really want to do that in college. (laughs) I think baseball would be fun. I never, I I didn't really play baseball much other than uh, when I was like a little kid. Uh Um, And then I'll obviously play with friends. That's why we'll all just go to the park and play some ball. But I think baseball would be fun to do. I think that'd be one of my other sports I do. I, I can't do okay. basketball. I suck at basketball. <laughs> not, that, that's not going to happen. Not a chance. Maybe, yeah. maybe six, six, but I cannot ball. And that's, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but I think probably baseball. Okay. Yeah, man. I bet you could hit some bombs, man. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. And uh, yeah, you know, like, like I said, it's um, if, if you're athletic enough to be a, a division one athlete, you're you could probably make it in another sport as well you know i'll I'll go ahead and i'll I'll go out on a branch there and say that one (laughs) um cool well uh i got one more question so just you know again can't thank you enough for joining me chris i've thoroughly enjoyed talking with you um learned a bunch that story about the tennessee football game was awesome i know my listeners are going to love that one so um thank you for that again uh but last question for you um it's kind of a little two-parted i guess but um, what would be one thing uh, <clears throat> about yourself and Georgia State sports that you would want my listeners to know about? And it don't have to be, you know, the only thing, just, just one thing. About myself, I, damn, I do not like talking about myself. <laughs> that's one thing I'm always bad at. Um, well, hey, man, that, that's, that's why people are listening. They're trying to get to know you, man. I guess um, – just about myself in relation to Georgia State football, I guess, or or just uh, or in general. Just in general, but you can you can definitely do it in in relation to Georgia State football if you want. Oh. I mean, I'll just do in general then. I mean, it makes okay, it yeah, yeah, that. no, 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 yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. I would say in general, like I'm obviously I'm a big foodie. I love cooking. I came that from, I got that from my parents. Oh, um, nice. I don't know if you've ever how much you've tailgated on the plaza this year. Uh-huh. Um, if not, you should definitely come next year. But my parents are a part of the state of Atlanta tailgate group. Um, and they're the ones who wait, I think I know who your dad might be. The pizza, the pizza, dude, that's your <laughs> my, dad. My, my, my parents are the ones who make the pizza to at, at all the, at all the home football games. They bring the pizza oven. We make the dough from scratch, sauce from scratch, do, do, do the whole shebang. Um, so I learned from them and I'm, I love cooking because of them. So that's one thing about me. So yeah, you Hell probably, yeah. Have a, that's you a perfect probably... answer, man. And no, dude, <laughs> I've had that pizza at basically every tailgate like that. That's crazy, man. I'm going to have to let them know for sure. That's awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. Cool. No, man, that is, that's too cool. Um, And, and again, that was a perfect answer. So my, uh, <laughs> any of the student athletes listening that, that may come on the show later, that's Chris, Chris nailed it with his answer. That's, that's what I mean. Um, 
Cause yeah, you know, I, I want this to be an opportunity for uh, the student athletes and former student athletes to really be able to, you know, be themselves and show their personalities and things like that. So that's, that's why I ended with that question is, you know, just what's one thing as, as we're ending the interview that you want the listeners to know about you. Um, Like, you know, Darren was that he's a very chill guy, you know, that he's, he's, you know, cool, calm and relaxed. And if you listen to the interview, that's definitely what you're going to pick up on. So, um, so yeah, so no, definitely. I think that was a perfect answer. So, so thank you for that. I'm glad you can make it, make it that way. Oh yeah. No, Uh, man, that that was, that was awesome. But I guess in terms of your second question, you said in terms of Georgia State football, what would people like to know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is you just got to realize we're such a young program. We've made such large steps. Um, we're this is our 12th season coming up, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And in 12 years, we've been to five bowl games, one three, and all the and we've only been the FBS out of the 12 years. I think six years, mm-hmm. seven. So. We are such a young program. We've had these massive strides that other programs have not accomplished. I mean, I forget which team I was watching the bowl games this season. There was another group of five team that um, has been around longer than Georgia State, probably 20-plus years. They, mm-hmm. they just made it to their second bowl game. Like, right, right. We've done so much in so little time to build this up. Stick with us. We're going to be winning that conference championships here soon. I oh, yeah. truly oh, yeah. think we can win it next year. Uh, I'm, schedule, I'm glad say, I think the same. I definitely do. Our, I'll, you know what? I'll even I'll even say it right here. <laughs> right here, right now. I'm going to call Georgia State is at least playing in the Sun Belt Championship next year. I think because this, this team is legitimate. This 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 team knows how good they are. And we're starting to get the attention of recruits. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I I couldn't stop watching the huddle highlights of some of the recruits we have coming in. Like some of these kids are, are damn good ball players. So um, I just, we're, you know, could be more excited. To, we're able to win consistently. And right. a lot, a lot of teams can say that. I mean, in the, in the early years, we struggled, obviously uh, the early years of the program, but coach Elliott has really turned it around and mm-hmm. we are a winning team. Now we are known for being one of the best teams in the conference. that compete. We beat our first ranked team last year, almost beat our, another ranked team, but that's the story. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then we got a great home schedule next year. And people don't uh-huh. realize that we got UNC coming to town. Right. Right. UNC, our first power five team coming to town who we have a great shot of beating. They don't have their starting quarterback anymore. Uh-huh. He went to the NFL draft. So we really can beat them. They lost a lot of guys. We they can did. beat them they at did. home. We can beat them at home. We play army Charlotte. I mean, our home schedule is just, yeah, we incredible. got Southern and, at home next year and Southern mm-hmm. and, the rest of the Sunbelt schedule is kind of up in the air at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of depending on conference realignments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're waiting to see if Marshall, ODU, JMU, and Southern Miss are able to join in this year. Um, if they so are, is it that I know they? I know different. it's been official. Is the kind of the issue? Is it they're gonna? Is the time frame of it? Are they going to be able to join the conference this next season, or is it going to have to be the season after? That is the issue. Uh, okay, those, gotcha. from what from what we've heard, those teams want to join this year. They want to okay, okay. starting July first. They want to be in our conference. It's whether okay. they can get out of their contracts with Conference USA and then whatever conference JMU's in. Okay. Um, so that's just we're kind of waiting to hear if that's going to be happening or not. So the rest of our schedule's up in the air, but Charlotte, UNC, Georgia Southern, three top tier right. programs at home. There's no reason people shouldn't be coming out to see them. Oh, yeah. It's going to be 
It's gonna be oh, yeah. that UNC game. I'm 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 ex- I'm expecting a sellout for sure. First first home game of the year as well. First home uh-huh. game is that game. So it's gonna be exciting. I want everyone to come loud and proud. I want everyone to be tailgating their asses off right. the game. Oh come yeah. Come in if you're drunk. <laughs> I, I love it. I want you to cheer loud and proud. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. The drunker the better. Exactly. Um. Yeah, and hopefully ESPN won't screw us and give us a noon kickoff on that one. You know. Hopefully we can at least get three thirty or six seven p.m. And you know we, we, we can only hope we can right? only hope we can only hope. But uh, but you know I think obviously when it comes to those later kickoffs they are earned. You know what I mean? It they they do give them to the better performing teams. Um, and that's exactly what Georgia State was last year. So um, I don't understand how you can start the season one and four and end up the season, you know, eight and five and destroying your, you know, bowl opponent and people not be like, yeah, this is a, this is a team that made a turn, you know? So um, exactly. the team doesn't give up. That's one thing. Right. Exactly. exactly. We're, we're always going to fight. No one's going to give up. And that shows. Exactly. that shows we are the most resilient, resilient team. Oh yeah. And then I could argue that. Oh yeah. I, I could, I, I think I could make that argument as well for sure. Cool. Well, uh, Damn, man, now I'm pumped for football season. <laughs> <laughs> I know, can't come uh, soon enough. But right, hey, right. for uh, now on, we got we got to finish our basketball team. We got them, got to get them to turn the season around. And Exactly. I will be there Thursday and- night, man. I will be there Thursday night cheering loud and proud, man. So um, I'm sure I'll see you there. Like I said, I, I don't oh, think yeah. uh, I'll be there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was like, if there's a Georgia State sporting event, I know Chris is going to be there. So. I'm there. <laughs> cool. cool. Awesome. Well, uh, again, thank you so much for uh, joining me tonight, Chris. Um, this was awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed talking with you, man. Um, I'd love to have you on again a little bit later, maybe around the springtime or maybe oh, yeah. a little over the summer or something like that. And, uh, you know, we can kind of touch base on you know some of the things that we even yeah. talked about tonight you know so um no, I'm happy to happy to awesome and awesome I, I guess i will say i want to leave with one last thing real quick yeah of course um, man i just want to say how proud of our fan base for how they're coming off of this last season so far currently we have almost probably as of tomorrow we'll quadruple our numbers in season tickets in january alone that's Damn. impressive and that's coming off of how, how much we've won and i'm yeah. proud of our fan base for showing up now and we need everyone there then come the fall hell yeah man and hey uh, i'm proud of the fan base i am one of those people that bought those season <laughs> tickets um so yeah man i uh and guys i'm telling you right now anybody listening the season tickets they're very very uh consumer friendly with the price okay it's uh something that you know I know you hear the term season ticket and you may be like, ah, I just don't know if I can swing it. Take a look at it. You probably can. Um, so that being said, I, I just think to add on to what you said, the, the selling four times over in January, let's keep it going, guys. Let's keep it going. Let's, let's shatter these records because it's what these kids deserve and it's, and it's what we're going to give them. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're going to have a good fan base this year. But oh, yeah. Stains be packed. Stains oh, yeah. be packed. Oh, yeah. If me and Chris have anything to say about it, it's going to be packed. <laughs> cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, again, man, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, you have been just an awesome guest. Uh, really, really, you know, felt like you showed your personality so much. So can't thank you enough for that, man. Um, but uh, like I said, I'd love to have you on a little bit later. Um, and uh, 
until the next time, man. Uh, well, I guess actually until Thursday, until I see you in a couple until days. <laughs> but uh, have, have a good night, man. Thank you again for coming on. And as always, go Panthers. No, thank you for having me. Go Panthers. Awesome. Thank you, man. Have a good night. All right, guys. Thank you all again for the support of the show and the account overall. I'll have the next episode posted here soon, and I'll be doing some more of the Thursday giveaways here again soon as well. Uh, So y'all be sure to stay tuned for everything that I got coming. Uh, Until next time, guys, go Panthers.